The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Toku Podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you probably never heard of. I am always AJ, that's Jay. I am always AJ. I wait, no, shit. <laughs> I am always... What? No, wait, I wait, I hope I'm not you. That would be very weird. Mm. Nope, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely Jay. <laughs> what a great way to start this. It's kinda, it kind of reminds me of how I felt watching this show. So, today we watched... Ultraman Ginga and Ginga S, our second foray into Ultraman, basically, and I'm gonna tell, and we're gonna talk about just, just, just this, 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 these two shows. We, we, we did Ginga and Ginga S basically because they were way too fucking short to do on their own. Yeah. I mean, granted, that didn't stop us before with stuff like Shogeki Goraiga and stuff like that, or not like and Shibuya, but with this one, I feel like we needed to, especially because of fucking Ginga. Oh, yeah. Let, let's get into Ginga and why the people who like it like watching paint dry. Because, well, God, this you was say boring. That, but I'm pretty sure nobody likes Ginga. You say that, Jay. I am. There's somebody there. There's somebody there who likes fucking Ginga. And those people are not human. Well, probably not. Um, yeah, uh... Well, what is there even really to say about this show? Um, nothing. There is nothing to really say. Uh, uh, let me say it like this. You know your show is fucking boring. Or, like, you know your show is lacking direction when I can skip around on the timeline of your show and feel like I haven't missed a single goddamn thing. Didn't you literally fall asleep watching it? Yes, actually, this show has broken it has broken new ground in a way because it is the first Tokusatsu show that we've ever seen that literally put me to sleep. I fell asleep at episode three and I didn't wake up at episode ten. And I'm not gonna lie, I feel like I didn't miss a goddamn thing. No, you you really didn't miss anything at all. Um, so. What is, what is there even to say about Ginga? Because it doesn't have a, a plot. It doesn't. It I I swear to God, it feels like it, it feels like fucking. It, it, I know people. Some people. Somebody's gonna call heresy on this, but it feels like fucking Phantom Menace, where like there really is no plot. Things just happen. Like there's no plot. There's nothing. There's no goal for anybody. So uh, the bare minimum of a plot is that. There's our protagonist, Hikaru, who comes back home for no reason at all. Uh, and becomes Ultraman for no reason at all. Uh, there was this thing called the Dark Spark War, which is really the only interesting thing that happens in the show. Where some guy called Lugiel showed up, and he turned all the Ultras and monsters into little action figures for no real reason at all. Uh, and then they all showed up just so conveniently around where our hero lives for no real reason at all. And see, someone out there is going to be like, 
Well, that's just how every tokusatsu show is. Not really, but fuck you anyways, let me get into this. At least when shows do that for no reason at all, at least the character has a character and isn't just, I am person who do good thing. Yeah, that's the worst part about the show is that Hikaru is, at least during Ginga, and still a little bit in Ginga-ass, he's just boring. He doesn't have really any kind of personality or motive or own kind of goal. He's just like, I'm going to be a good guy for no real reason. Yeah, he doesn't. Really he makes like... Haruto look fucking consistent. He does. And see, that's like, the, that's it, just bad. That's the worst part, too, is because, like, you'd expect in the show like this, where it's, a, you know, oh, we got all these old heroes, we got all these old villains, and they're all coming back, and it's big, big crossover anniversary type thing. It's not really an anniversary type deal. Yeah, I was going to ask, was this, yeah, I was going to ask if this was an anniversary thing, was, but then again, all Ultraman series do this now. Well, all Ultraman shows after Ginga are now the same exact kind of show as Ginga, because it's cheaper. Um... I don't think so, because it was 2013 when it aired. Um, but uh, Ginga kind of has that anniversary show vibe, where you know his, his power is that, oh, he can, he can turn into past heroes and past monsters. And I'll give the show that. That's one of the few unique things about Ginga, is that he has the ability to turn into old villains and monsters, not just old Ultraman. I don't think I've seen another show where the hero can turn into old villains. Yeah, that was at least... Interesting. But the problem is that, you know, for this kind of plot, there there really nothing happens. It's not like, oh, we have to go and, you know... It's a show about nothing! <laughs> it, it pretty much, it's like, that's, that, that's, that's literally how I described it when I was watching through the show. Is I, I messaged AJ, and I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking boring. And he was like, well, you know, how boring is it? And I described it. I described it as, you know, in Seinfeld, when Jerry and Costanza were pitching to make a show about nothing, this is that show. This show is about nothing. Nothing happens. I, I And see, that's the thing. I thought, like, oh, you, you were just being jokey until I started having to watch it, and it was so fucking bo Like I said, you know you're doing something wrong when I can skip four episodes and nothing's changed. There's no consequences. I think the only episode that anything actually happens in was, like, the last two. And that was it. Pretty much. And that's the thing, is that it's it's not like, you know, other kind of hero-uses-old-hero-type power shows, where it's like it's not like Gokagir, where, oh, well, we have to collect all of the old powers because that's going to get us some MacGuffin, and that's going to help us uh, take down the bad guys. Or it's not like Decade, where... He's wandering through all the old writer shows and stealing their powers because of some bizarre prophecy that he's going to destroy the universe or whatever. Or it's not even like, shit, what's another, what's another like, anniversary type show that I can compare Zio. to? Zio! It's not like Zio where, um, uh, nothing happens, but at least there's an <laughs> No, it's exactly like fucking Zio, only shorter. No, you know what, no, Zio at least had shit happen to it and interesting characters and characters at least had motives for their actions and there is... A consistent reason for why the hero got the powers, other than well, he beat the monster up at the end. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. It's not even like the episodes of plots are about like, oh, well, we have to go stop so and so who's using the old yeah, monster just powers. Yeah, about whatever they want that week. I, I'll, I'll say it like this: it, Ginga felt, Ginga felt like 
a show made on the budget of a budget. Oh, it did. Because nothing happened. This show had no Nobody budget. changed. This like, show but like, did not have budget at all. That's that's one of the few well-known things about Ginga is that it, it essentially had zero budget to it. And it was weird because, like, after coming from Nexus, which I'll say right now, it looked like it was pretty expensive to make. I doubt it was, but it looks like it was expensive to make. And then going to this... I mean, of course, I don't mind smaller stories, and being a smaller story isn't exa- exactly a bad thing, but there's there's nothing to it. Like, most episodes are, thing happens to somebody that is not Hikaru. Hikaru's like, that's cool, bro. And then a fight scene happens, and the theme song keeps playing over and over and over again. And that's it. It's like if you tried to like mix up like a superhero action show and a slice of life anime, but then also forgot to balance it properly and had the slice of life anime be about nothing. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, no, it was just boring. None of the cast is interesting. Hikaru is a blank slate, as we mentioned. All of his friends are even blanker slates. Hell, they're not even slates at that point. Uh, I, I, that metaphor already failed, but whatever. There's, they're amorphous blobs of nothing. The only other character who's even remotely interesting is Tomoya, who is kind of, sort of, the secondary hero, but not really. And the only really interesting thing about him is that he starts as a bad guy and becomes a good guy in the span of, like, two fucking episodes from his introduction. And then he Yeah, does... I remember that. That was so weird. And then they do absolutely nothing with it beyond that point. And then it, it just, he does nothing the rest of the show. The only character who is at all interesting or does anything of importance is fucking Taro. And Taro is the best character in the show because he's a tiny little action figure that's dancing around off screen. It's great. It's it's one of those... It, see, the, 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 the action figure thing that they're sentient and they're moving around, that's really interesting. Well, that's me. the thing. That could have they, been something. They aren't. Because it's just... Taro, who is uh, who is uh, sentient. Everybody else is just like a blank, mindless like toy. It's just a toy. Taro is the only one who still has his mind and personality. And the show never really gives any explanation. They give like an offhand explanation. It was like, oh well, uh, when Lugiel was using the thing that turned us all into the spark dolls, um, I uh, I was uh, uh, something something or other, and that's why I can still move around on my own. Ultraman magic, <laughs> basically. But see, that's the thing, like, there's multiple times where you see Taro in, like, like they like they, like they they make little tiny little props for him. Like, there was a time where, like, he was sick and he's in a bed with a little tiny little bed like, a little singular ice cube on his head. <laughs> or when he's going to eat curry and he's got a tiny little spoon. It's fucking adorable. Yeah, but he's, that's he's standing all they there do. with, like, a tiny little spoon in his hand watching them eat. It's like... Taro, can you even eat like that? It's like, no, but I enjoy the feeling that I can. <laughs> it's just, it's funny because, like, Taro is kind of treated as a joke, but also he's the only character who does anything. It's great. He's really the most interesting part of the show, and it's a shame that he really doesn't get that much screen time. He's the only one who I feel has any reason to go after Lugiel. Because what does Hikaru fucking do? He doesn't bring up any of this shit. He like he kind of like tells like, oh, here's this and here's Lugiel and like finding Lugiel isn't even like the plot. They're just they're just dicking around waiting for stuff to happen. 
it's not even like they're trying to figure out who Lugiel is or where he is. It's like, because his fucking dude, I don't even remember them saying the name Lugiel until you came up. That's the thing. They literally do not even mention him at all until he shows up in the show at the final episode. Like, fucking Taro, when he's explaining the Dark Spark War, he's like, oh, well, there was this guy who did it. And then he never mentions his name or talks about him in any detail. Uh, This show didn't, didn't, like, start wheel spinning. It was wheel spinning from the beginning. The wheels weren't even spinning. They were just sitting there on the ground. They're not attached to anything. Uh... And see, the worst part about it is, like, there's some interesting ideas in this show. Like, I like the idea of John, of John Killer, which, by the way, he doesn't come back. Uh, John Killer, I like, I like the, I like the suit for John Killer. I like Ginga's suit. I like some of the fight scenes. They were kind of interesting because they weren't super slow. Like, usually, sometimes Ultraman like will do slow fights. They were going at normal speed sometimes, but like. It's at the service of fucking nothing. Yeah, like the fight the fight scenes aren't even that interesting. They're just kind of bland. It's I've seen better fights in other shows. Nothing really exciting happens in them. Like, oh cool, they brought this monster back. Uh are you going to do anything interesting with them? No. Okay. Whatever. Oh cool, here's Dark Tiga. Is Dark Tiga going to do anything interesting? No, he's just going to job out. Okay, cool. It's uh, the the only other character I can think of that I actually had some fun with was uh what's his name Z- Zaki Zalaki or whatever his name the gold dude the oh gold uh, Valky the... yeah Valky L- Lugiel's minion va alien Val- Valky Sajin um he's great because he's just speaking English half the time and just being kind Which of is weird and but he... see I liked him because he had a fucking personality yeah all of the villains had a personality and it's a shame that like they keep like dropping them after two episodes and even then they don't really do anything half the show they're just kind of hanging around and commenting on the battles uh, it's i i have no idea what went on behind the scenes for them to keep making it this fucking boring but it again like i know there's gonna be somebody out there who likes fucking who, who loves this fucking show but man i it, this this felt, I felt like my I could actually feel my cells dying. I was so bored, like it was just ugh. Yeah, I know AJ was very worried as we went into this uh, that people would hate about hate us. Well, no, he was worried that people would hate him again for shit talking Ultraman. I fucking liked Nexus. Okay, I still stand by that. I thought it was a good show despite its flaws. All right. Anyways, I didn't think it was that bad either. I just think that the fucking second half was garbage. It was garbage, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Look, all I know is that dude who wrote the wiki entry on Comrade where it says, It's not a good Ultraman. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, you pretentious cunt, because I've seen two of these things, and one of them was said to be the best ever, and it wasn't. And now I'm watching Ginga, who's literally making me feel like I'm going into hibernation. Eat my ass. But, yeah, that's the thing, is that there's just there's nothing really to talk about with this show. It's... There's no plot, there's no villain, really, until the last episode, and he kind of comes out of fucking left field because it turns out that, oh, he was possessing this random side character for no reason, and nobody even knew about it at all, except for Hikaru's grandfather, for some reason, 
who also, for some reason, knows who Taro is, which is never elaborated on because he never shows up again. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Even though, Just as Taro states, it. this is a universe where the Ultras don't exist, which is also never elaborated on. Uh, but that also I feel tends... like they dropped that. That they, they probably did, and that's another thing is that that kind of comes up sometimes in other shows. Like I know, uh, I think Jeed did that as well, where it's like, oh, this is a different. But they they were at least like, yeah, this is a different universe, but the ultras are just crossing over. And look, they'd keep doing this, or just like interdimensional travel is just super fucking easy for Ultraman. It just keeps happening. All right. Yeah, that, that's what, that's what was weird to me because like I remember like li- like seeing that the first time and I thought, okay, that's an interesting idea. Like, there's no, there's never been an Ultraman in this world. There's something different about it. Did they have to get used to these giant motherfuckers who are just coming around beating the shit out of monsters? That's cool. And then it's like, oh, it's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, there's, there's nothing to it. Like, and then like it, even I, when... I feel bad because like. I, I, I feel bad because I seriously could just recommend that you skip this completely. You won't miss anything. Oh, absolutely. There, there's pretty The only thing that's, like, really interesting at all is the final episode with Lou Yell. And they don't fucking do anything with Lou Yell because he's just generic, I'm evil and I want to kill all humans. And but that suit's so beautiful, though. N- the war- I love that design. Lugiel is such a great design. It's a sh- I mean, granted, he's kind of discount Belial, but, you know... Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I, I thought it was going to be Belial. I, like, the way he looked, I thought it was going to be, like, um... Like a Godzilla Final Wars thing, where it's, like, he, like, shaves the rock off and it's going to be Belial under, underneath. Well, but I guess not. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that, um... They actually <laughs> do play with the idea, like... That's the thing, is that the only interesting thing about Ginga and Lugiel is that they're the same fucking person. And you wouldn't fucking know that because it's not at all mentioned any time at all in the entire fucking series. What? Nor the second season. Yes. The, the big what? like The big reveal twist is that Ginga and Lugiel were once the same guy, but they split off into two, like fucking Piccolo and Kami. And this is never at all brought up in either season. In fact... Unless you knew about it going in, the only fucking way you would ever know that is if you watched an entirely different show. The fuck? What? Yeah, I, I'm not even fucking joking. It is what a, show? Uh, some fucking Ultraman anthology show. I don't remember. It was airing at the same time, so at least it's not that out there. But it's still like... The fucking hero and the main villain's backstories are not in the show at all. It's not even in a movie. It's in an entirely different series. This is really pushing fucking... Fiza's ending isn't Drive's movie bullshit right now. <laughs> See, This that... is really pushing that. <laughs> that is... That's different. That's not... You know, that's us resolving a plot 15 years later because nobody else is. (laughs) This is us literally going out of our way to make our show have no coherence at all during the airing of the show. It's so dumb. And the thing is, there's zero foreshadowing into it in the entire show. Well, there's a little bit, but they don't even really go into it. It's kind of vague, like, oh, who is Ginga? What's his story? I don't, you know, Taro doesn't know who the fuck he is or anything. He doesn't know where Lugiel is from. And Ginga has, like, one line of dialogue where he mentions who he he knows who Lugiel is and like the fucking last line of the show is him mentioning that like oh well uh, this whole thing started because we had a disagreement 
and then they never elaborate on it at all further. It's so shut the fuck up. That was stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> this is dumb. It's this really, is dumb, it's Jay. Really I hate fucking this. Dumb. And that's the worst part too. Is that <laughs> it makes the final fight so more interesting to know that oh, Gingen and Lugiel were the same person. You know, it's it's this big fight over the light side and the dark side, but you wouldn't fucking know it unless you watched this other series, because so now it's just generic final fight. Other, otherwise, the only fucking interesting thing that happens during the final battle is that Taro finally gets his powers back and he fucking no-sells the shit out of Lugiel while his theme song plays. Which, Which was, is beautiful. It's honestly the only redeemable part about Ginga is that I, I haven't even seen Taro. Mostly because it doesn't have subs that are in any kind of coherent language. But... Yet. I, yet. I don't know. Uh, uh, Mill Creek's on Ace, so we got one more show to go, and then we get Taro, so... You know, ah, there you something. go. But yeah, you know, I, I've always thought Taro was pretty cool. He's had, He has one of the cooler, more unique Ultraman designs. Well, somewhat more unique. They've started kind of copying him a little bit more nowadays, but that's another story here he's also just kind of cool like i just like his personality yeah he's just he's he's just really laid back he's kind of this he's um it's kind of fitting because he's kind of like a a little bit like you know sharky chan where he's he's the comedic mentor who's like he's really wise and he's skilled and super strong but he's also just kind of laid back and a bit of a goofball and he's just having fun it fits because they have the same voice actor so that's true yeah other than that like there, there's only really two like actually good parts about Ginga, and that's the Spark Doll Theater bits at the end of this episodes, which is where they're just dicking around with the toys and having them make jokes and being like, "Haha." I didn't even on? know that existed, Jay. You you skipped that part? Oh yeah, after the the credits, there's this little bit where they have the uh, they have the Spark Dolls and they're doing like cutesy little voices for them, and they're making like they're making jokes about the episode and they're making commentary and like. They're asking Taro, like, questions about the plot, and Taro's just like, I don't know the answer, sorry guys. And Taro's just complaining about the entire thing, and he just wants to be big again. It's great. Dude, legitimately, the entire time, I was like, I just want this fucking over. I just want to get this over with, so I just ran through this fucking show. But, I I, I think that's really all we can say about Ginga without it just becoming, this is dumb as fuck. This is boring, (laughs) fucking, don't watch it. The only reason you should watch it is you're going to watch the second season. And that's that's the last remaining positive thing about Ginga is that the second season is much, much better. How the... F- okay, I got to say it like this. How do you go... How do you go from boring as shit to actually exciting... Well, AJ... It's insane. Well, AJ, I'll tell you. It's two very simple words. Koichi Sakamoto. Sakamoto? You mad genius. You done it again. Susaga Sakamoto Sensei. Um... You know what? Give this guy all the fucking Space space Squad movies. I don't give a shit. He fucking saved this season. Yeah. Uh... I mean, granted, obviously, he's, he didn't write it. I don't remember who wrote the second season, but it's it's much better written. It's much more entertaining. Uh, I actually give a shit about Stuff happens! Stuff happens in it. Uh, I care about the characters. Uh, I think the plot's a little bit better. It's pretty generic. Um, is, is Ginga S good? 
Eh, not not really. It's pretty. It's middle of the road. It's average at best. It's not great. It's definitely not like you have to go out of your way to watch this, but it's good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. You know, it had again, two episodes that we can get in, that we'll get into that I thought two were really absolutely good, hilarious episodes that are probably the highlight of the entire both seasons. Um, so brief setup, uh, two year time skip. None of the original cast except for Hikaru and Tomia, who doesn't do anything in this season either. Uh, <coughs> there's a new Ultraman, Ultraman Victory, who has got a really unique design. You talk about the person or the Lord Ultraman? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's this. There's this whole plot about uh, this underground people and some mysterious energy source. Blah blah blah. Uh, there's some alien and his uh, android waifu who are trying to steal the energy because uh, reasons. Uh, that's the thing is that they, unless you watched Ginga, you you wouldn't really know. It's like they're trying to revive Lu Yiel, but they never. They don't mention that until like the second to last episode so unless you watched it you wouldn't have any idea what the fuck they're trying to do Which i mean to it... be fair even if you watched ginga you would have just assumed oh these are just completely new villains yeah he i like the villain because we actually have a main villain who does something exeler who is absolutely he's ridiculous he's just the most hammy piece of shit the entire show it's great dude half the time he I gotta. I, I have to. I have to know this guy. The guy who voiced it. Yeah, the I, guy who voiced him. I voiced looked, uh, look, Goofy. I looked it up. He hasn't really done a whole lot else, but it's kind of a shame too. He's dude. Just, he sounds like Goofy sometimes. It's it's the laugh. It's it's so cheesy. It's great. He's like. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna do the guy. He's this. Uh, like, he like, does that sometimes. It's so weird. Squid brain thing in a giant robot suit. <laughs> It's hilarious. He's basically Krang. He's pretty much just Krang, yeah, except his voice it's doesn't the... sound like you just smoked a pack of cigarettes <laughs> 30 times in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, he is basically just... I mean, I'll, just, I'll, I'll be honest, I love the fact that he's basically Krang. It's great. No, yeah, it's not a problem. He's super entertaining. Um, you've got, instead of generic friends that don't do anything you've got the generic ultraman science party knockoff number eight million and three uh they're fine the rest of them yes but we get go back yeah. they don't even change his name yeah it go from uh shogeki goragin is back except now he's called goki and he's literally the same character and he's great and he's, i'm so happy he's dude when i saw him come on when i saw him come onto my screen i was like all right, dude. He he we're, popped up in, in the Kino opening. Mode. He popped up in the opening. Was like, oh hey, holy shit, what a coincidence! It's like, all right, boys, Kino is back. And then we uh, got this. What's her name from uh, builds in here too? And she's Fua? no Sawa. Sawa, yeah, she's fun in this too. Uh, she's done. She she just does things. Yeah, she she doesn't really do a whole lot. Uh, she's at least entertaining. She's kind of the straight man, I guess. She's fine. Uh, I don't really care for her too much. She at least is more interesting than the chief who does nothing the entire show at all. Did, did we did we mention that the main vil that one of the villains in fucking Ginga was played by was his name Capricorn from Forza? No, that's not him actually. <laughs> no, really? I looked. I thought it was him too, and I looked. He it looks up. No, so it's similar. Not him. It's so weird. I know, right? 
It's that okay. That's fucking uncanny because he looks exactly the fucking same. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. Oh, only a little younger, which probably should have tipped me off. It wasn't him because Capricorn was already kind of like he was a little older in Forze, but that's crazy. Maybe he's his younger brother or something. That's weird. Nah, different name completely. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Um. Okay. So now that we're in a show that we can actually talk about things, uh. Fuck, where do, where do we begin? Because, like, Hikaru's basically the same, yeah, which is Hikaru fine. Yeah, Hikaru is not at all different at all. I mean, that's fine. It's fine, though. He works a little bit better in this show because there's stuff to at least play off of. But yeah. he, he's he's pretty much static the rest of the season. Uh, really, the more interesting character is Sho, Ultraman Victory. And granted, he is kind of just a generic asshole Stroppy rival asshole. type. Yeah. It's fine. Again, it kind of works. It's just, it's, you know, nothing special, really. I, I will say this, that at least it was a thing of, he, like, it didn't last as long as you thought it would. Like, it was a thing of, like, alright, he's a stroppy asshole, but you can tell that he doesn't want to be. He's just doing it because, oh, well, if I pay too much attention to this guy, I'll fucking die. Like, at least there was a reason for yeah, it. Yeah, you could understand that it's like, well, I have to focus on saving my entire underground race from being exterminated from assholes trying to steal the one thing keeping us alive, so I need to be an asshole, kind of. It's fine. You know, it's understandable. It yeah, the character. I, I didn't mind that. Yeah, I because like, I, I thought, like, at first, like, well, all right, well, you don't need to do this choppy asshole trope, but you can tell that they're doing it in a way where it's like, he's not really an asshole asshole he's just he's just too focused on he's, the job which i'm over, fine with he's overprotective and it, it it shows in his nature and that's fine it works it's overdone but it's it's fine it's not done you know poorly it's not done amazingly either it's done pretty standard it's all right it's yeah. right. i like victory's I, design it's it's super oh weird. yeah he's got like this weird like tricorn hat looking head with the glowing v on it it's uh, different kinds of he uses different colors he uses like a very dark blue and kind of like a muted red unlike normal ultras where it's the very vibrant blue and red and it's a very nice contrast yeah it was actually kind of interesting because i at first i going into the show i kind of thought maybe he wouldn't be the secondary uh ultraman i thought he was going to be like maybe like a villain at first i, I thought that's what it was going to be because you know he looks like not exactly looks like a villain, but the dark colors kind of be like, all right, he might be a villain. Yeah, and I like his gimmick a little bit more because unlike um, Hikaru, who just turns into the the old hero or monster, he like scans them and he gets like a new power. He's like Mega Man where he can copy the monster's power. Like, yeah. He scans uh, Red King and he gets Red King's big fucking fist. Or, uh, he scans King Joe and he gets King Joe's uh, missile launcher arm and stuff like that. It's really nice. I think it's a... Really interesting concept. Uh, the fact that he keeps getting new monsters and so he keeps getting new power-ups is very interesting. It keeps the fights refreshing because, you know, he can just switch and he's got a new fighting style. And it helps with Sakamoto being the, the fight director because, you know, it's it's Sakamoto. He can keep the fights going and he can keep them uh, he can keep them interesting. He can keep them dynamic. And it's, Sakamoto knows <coughs> how to do fight scenes. He knows, he knows, what, he do, he's no, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he do. But, yeah, so, Sho is, like I said, he's just a generic secondary guy, which is fine. I don't really mind it. It's whatever. Uh, Again, that, generic is not it. bad. It's just, it's, eh, 
you know, it doesn't stand. Well, see, I'll say it like this. At least he had a character as generic as it was compared to in regular Ginga where nobody had a fucking character. Yeah. That's Uh, that's an improvement to me. It definitely is. Um, the, the episode plots themselves are eh, pretty standard Ultraman fare for most of it. It's the villains are trying to do blank. And so we're sending down an alien to do blank. Uh, and then thing happens and then we beat the monster. It's again, at least stuff happens, but it's, it's pretty basic for most of it. We didn't even. T- oh, uh, also, there's a the robot waifu turns good or something. Don't yeah, worry about she it. she turns good halfway through because of course she does. Um, you know, it's fine, whatever. Uh, she's. I'll say this: they got someone who looked really weird. Yeah, that's true. She's kind of a non-existent character for most of the show. It's fine, whatever. Uh, again, most of the plots aren't really anything to, like, write home about or really stand out. There's a couple of episodes that stand out, mostly in the, the later half where <laughs> shit gets goofy. Uh, two ep- there's two episodes right off the bat, like, right between each other that, uh, I think we wanted to bring up. Um, there's... You mean there's... fucking Gon Q, the best person in the world? Dude, Gon Q, he's... Gon Q didn't deserve it. He, he needs didn't. he needed more love. So there's one episode where, uh, uh, <laughs> G- as they describe, a basic so-so salary man is turned into a monster because the guy who turns him into a monster thinks him being such a boring hodrum dud dull person will help him be an evil monster, which it doesn't. Uh, shenanigans is really pathetic. <laughs> Look, I knew that there's that. This was gonna be fun. The moment they he like tried to get into his apartment and like the landlady tried to beat the shit out of him, I knew this was gonna be a fun episode. Oh yeah, oh it's, it's always fun when uh, you have the generic you know random everyday man is turned into a monster shenanigans ensue episode. It's just fun. It's fun. He befriends a random kid for some reason. Uh, it's it's really heartwarming. He teaches the kid how to yeah. ride a bike and and. Makes food for his mom and yeah, like legitimately, it th- this episode went from like, oh, this is just cute shenanigans to like, oh my god, this is actually pulling at my heartstrings. What the fuck? It's it's what, like, uh, where did this it's come like, from? It's like a really short version of the Iron Giant, where like the kid meets the monster, <laughs> the monster becomes the monster, uh, drama happens, and then there's a happy resolution sort of, but the monster doesn't. No, well, the mo- he kind of dies. He turns back to a normal human. It, it, pretty much the same. It's so fun, and it's just so out of left field. It's ridiculous. I, I I really enjoyed it because, like, it shouldn't have been that fun. It shouldn't have been that cute, but it was. And I'm just like, I kind of want more of this. I kind of want more of Gon Q's adventures over here. Like, he's awesome. It was. I, I love that episode so much. Oh, yeah. Um, And then there's, there's the one right after it, which is about... An alien who came to invade Earth and then got obsessed with idol bullshit and became... Can't tell me you're a basically. <laughs> oh my god. And he becomes like a weird like idol fanboy of... I think it was the chick from the first season who's like, oh, I want to be an idol. And then they did nothing with it the entire show. And then now she's just an idol because whatever. Um, and he's like a big fanboy of hers and they're like... Uh, we sure about this? I mean, I, he's an alien. Are we sure? Is this okay? Is this is this a plot? All right, whatever. 
And he's he's dressed like... I, I loved it. He's just like <laughs> fucking Zubat for no reason. It's great. Yeah, I was I was wondering... Because like, I, I was thinking, like... Is this, like... Is he, like, related to it or something? Because I had no idea what was going it's, on. I just saw just, the way he was dressed. He's got the costume, and then, like, he does the pose one or tw- once or twice. But they don't really do anything else beyond that. I mean, not that I mind. It's a fun little bit. It doesn't need to have a reason. It doesn't need to be explained. But it's just... It's kind of silly. And that's really what the episode is. It's silly. And it's fun. Because it's about a monster becoming an idol fag. And it's just absolute madness i <laughs> and he he uses synchronized fanboy dancing to defeat the monster i love that i i the, the entire episode had no look these two episodes had no reason to be this fun but they were and they were they were like legitimately my favorite episodes of the entire series because they just again like you said they come out of such left field that like you kind of think, oh, all right, uh, th- oh, okay. Like you, you, you're caught off guard, and you just, you just enjoy yourself, and I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, there are some other good episodes too, but mo- most of them aren't really super standout beyond that. the The finale is fine. It's it's kind of generic. You know, you get the the asshole higher up who wants to use the energy source that we're protecting also as a weapon like the villains and then there's the conflict there and oh everybody gets fired and then they break in again kind of sort of but not really uh and then lugiel shows up again and now he's got a new form for no reason uh and then they beat him that's it that's the end of the show uh all right whatever can i just say that the first time that i thought this ended or should have ended at episode eight because like it felt like I don't know. It, it felt like it should have been the ending because the vil- like the villains are basically winning, the the gang is all beaten up, everyone's fucking dead, or basically like everyone's dying and shit. And it's just like, all right, this this feels like an ending. This this feels like it should have ended here, but I I guess that's just the mid season arc because whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it it is kind of a weird like, oh here you know here's the climactic fight with the big bad except the show just kind of keeps going and he doesn't even get defeated he's just like all right i'll lose you know the fight's gonna keep going from here whatever yeah Yeah. but i don't know for me actually now that i'm looking up it kind of makes sense because this this show was shown in two halves apparently yeah, I know there was a like a bit of a delay between halves of the show. Um, maybe that, maybe that's why. Possibly. Uh, I mean, what what else is there to really say about fucking Ging, uh, there, Ginga there and Ginga S? There isn't much. The the soundtrack's kind of fine. the The first theme song's serviceable. They keep using it again in the second half as the the weird idol bait song for some reason. It's so weird, but and the thing is, I I you know what I feel bad. I'll say it right now. I'm sorry. She's not that good of a singer. No, yeah, she's she's definitely not a great singer. I think she's got that like natural chipmunk voice, and it does not translate to singing very well at all. And we're back with the chipettes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the second opening is a little bit better, but it's it's fine. It's just fine. I don't really care for it too much. I look the first time I heard it when it came on after listening to that fucking soft ballad bullshit from fucking Ginga, 
I was like, oh, okay. This is it, a thing now. This is a song that I can actually be like, all right, I can tap my foot to. Yeah, that, that's the one thing is, you know, it's a, it's at least entertaining, which, again, is kind of the kind of the uh, the the thesis statement of Ginga S. At least it's entertaining this time. I, I know it's I know this will sound like actual heresy, but I got such Power Ranger theme song vibes from Ginga S's theme song. <laughs> I can't be the only one who felt that, cause like, like I, I think it also was because of the way that like they, uh, they uh, shot like the opening, oh, like the opening where like the character names are coming in and they're closing in on the on the actors and everything. I'm just like, this feels like they took some some inspiration from a Power Rangers opening, and it's really Maybe. weird. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, uh, yeah, it isn't bad. I I don't see it there personally myself, but. I don't know some, something about the way that it was paced and like all the all the shit was happening and all the fucking close-ups and the smiling portraits with their names coming up on the side. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm I'm seeing like the lost Power Rangers season that we never got in America here. It's really weird, um, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure someone thinks that's heresy. I think it's a I think it's a compliment because some of those Power Rangers openings, like the way they filmed those, were badass at the time. Also, I know this is gonna sound weird, but the, cine- the cinematography in the show was really fucking good. Oh yeah, it, like it was yeah, interesting. It, it's much you know. Again, we got Sakamoto directing, so that's that's a plus. Um, again, it's not you know bland flat shots that you know maybe a tiny bit of an angle or maybe there's a bit of a zoom in it's not like the most boring set dressing possible you know there's stuff happening there's interesting shots you know characters are doing stuff it's it's, yeah it's not like it's not like prequel camera shots where they're just like oh like star wars prequel shots where they're just like sitting there doing nothing talking it's just like uh we're walking down a hallway or you know, we're standing around in a place where there's a bunch of random shit in the background, not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, I I understand it. I get you what you're putting there. It's uh, yeah. Again, I I I'm not gonna say I hate it. I'm not gonna say that Gingo was like the worst thing ever. It's just fucking boring. Yeah, that that's kind of the best way to sum it up. Gingo is so offensively boring that there's really like nothing bad to say about it beyond that because nothing happens and Ginga s while definitely more entertaining and definitely a better show it's still it's fine it's not great it's nothing spectacular i enjoyed watching it i had fun watching it yeah it was at least fun it's it's you know it's fun it's entertaining nothing really happens you know, to make it super good. It's not like, a, oh, it's a must-see, especially going after Ginga. No. Where it's... Well, that's the, at least, again, that's the upside, is that you don't need to really watch Ginga to watch Ginga S. You can figure out most of it just kind of from context. It's... If anything, if anything, I feel like it would make it more interesting because, like, you... Like, uh, like the introduction to Tomoya in this one, you feel like it 
like oh man these guys had a, have a have a history together that's actually kind of interesting and it's not just yeah, oh uh, i was a bad guy for like 2 you, seconds you know, and then you they didn't watch my ass. you didn't watch ginga it makes their their friendship make more sense because when you watch ginga they barely fucking do anything at all together besides fighting monsters yeah it's like i was a i was a bad guy for like 2 minutes and then he kicked my ass and, you know and then here when you watch ginga ass it's like they are you know they're they're greeting each other like such long lost friends and they had such a great chemistry it's like oh wow I wonder if these guys were like I hope they go into that and then you watch Ginga it's like how are these guys friends <sighs> what huh why do, why do any of these people like each other <laughs> exactly but, but, but that's but that's the thing like it's inter- it's an interesting thing because I, I feel like anybody who's listening to this I want you to go into Ginga S just Ginga S and tell me what it's like because I feel like it would have I feel like Ginga S probably was a much better show had I not seen Ginga. And that's weird to say. You know what? I would probably say so as well. Um mostly because you don't have to sit through Ginga to get to the good stuff. Um It's just Yeah, it's, it's weird because like and like I said, like I feel like had you again, maybe maybe uh it's like somebody in the Discord said I feel like maybe it was because of the fact that I had to watch Ginga that Ginga S felt so much more alive. That definitely seems to be the case because I've seen a lot of people definitely agree that Ginga S is much better. And then they've also already seen Ginga. I don't know how many people have only seen one or the other. Uh, I would certainly hope you've at least watched Ginga S if you're going to watch Ginga at the bare minimum. Uh, I don't know. Granted, then again, if I didn't already know that Ginga S was better or I had to watch it either way, I probably would not have watched Ginga S had I watched Ginga. So that's fair enough. Yeah, I again, I, I feel like I, I feel like, again, this is very much a tale of two shows. I, I, I would say if you wanted like an experiment of how to do it the same show but differently like the same show twice but differently i would say this is a very interesting like concept like if you're into like breaking down pacing and directing and all this stuff in shows like this watching an episode from each of these i I would say watching the first episode from each of these would be a really interesting experiment i i i I even want to do that because that sounds really fun because it's like here you got Ginga, where his introduction is, oh, uh, my parents told me to fuck off. And then here you got Ginga S, where it's like starting in Mexico, and he touches a stone he that finds le- this, automatically this leads to a mystery. whack-ass crystal from the underground cave people. You know, it's... It, again, shit is happening, so you're at least invested in what's going on. There, there's some intrigue into what you're doing. Yeah, you're wondering who this guy is. You're wondering what what his deal is. You know, why is he why is he hanging around this whack ass crystal? What's with the you know what's with the monsters underground? What's all this shit going on? And then when you watch Ginga, it's who are these people? Why do I give a shit? What the hell's going on? What's this deal about this school? Why is this important? What? Blah. Boring. Shut up. Also, I just looked up the main writer of Ultraman Ginga, like just Ginga. He was apparently the head writer of Dinah, Nexus. He was the secondary writer of Double Forze and Drive, and he was the chief replacement writer for Ghost. Awesome! I love it. 
Fuck what? you. How the fuck did he... That doesn't make any sense because Dinah is also good. Uh, all of those shows we listed were good. What the fuck? Except for Ghost. Well, except, obviously, except for Ghost. You know. I... I mean, maybe it was somebody else in the writer's room. Maybe he was... I don't fucking know. Look, maybe like, he was having an off day. Like I said, Ginga was super duper ultra cheap. And, like, that's cheap by tokusatsu standards. Cheaper. <laughs> cheaper than that kind of standard. Which, as we always like to say, is like 2 yen at most per episode. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the show was done very, very cheaply. And very, very quickly, it seems like. Uh, so that's at least an upside there, is that, you know, shit happens in this show. Um, overall, I think, if, if I were to have, to, if I had to recommend it, I guess we can go right into, um, final thoughts here. Because I, I have nothing else more to say, unless you have something to add for this. Nope, I'm, uh, pretty much done with that. Uh, I, I think, I guess, the, like, going into final thoughts for myself, I'll start off. I would say legitimately just start with Ginga S. I I think I don't think it's a great show. I think it's a fun show at least. I think it's got interesting ideas. I think it's at least somewhat coherent in the sense that everything that it happens happens for a reason and not just oh because we have to. There there is thought put into why things happen in this show. And I feel like watching this show by itself, I feel like it would be a lot better. But again, if you must, if you're one of those people who has to just watch both of them because they're technically from the same series, I guess you would watch Ginga, but I don't recommend Ginga. It's boring. There's nothing that happens. Characters are just stale as fucking bread. And it's just... It, it's... It's legitimately the the hardest time I've ever had watching a Tokusatsu series in the sense that I every time I finished an episode, I actually had to get up from my chair and do something else to remind myself I'm fucking alive. Because there was nothing that happened in it. And it's I don't know, I just I can't recommend Ginga. Maybe somebody out there again likes Ginga. I don't know. I don't fuck it. Fuck you. Also, can I just I add... Mean, I've, I've definitely seen a few people, like, say they liked Ginga. And even then, they're like, well, there is stuff I could have done better. You know, the the whole idea with, you know, again, Ginga and Lugiel could have done better. They could have done more with it. You know, I was like, I fucking, you know, as always, when I'm, you know, bored and, like, wondering, is there something I'm missing about something? I make the mistake of going on M uh, because I'm stupid. And I was like... Was I, I seriously went into the Ultraman General, and I was like, is Ginga supposed to be boring? <laughs> and and I, I phrased that kind of like a double question, as in, like, is this spo show supposed to be as bad as I've always heard? And also, is the show intentionally trying to waste my time? And pretty much everybody in it was like in agreement. Like, yeah, it's 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 dog shit. Uh, there was one guy who wrote this really like long-winded poem about like, oh, I liked this and like that. And it, it made no sense because it was very clearly not somebody who knew English natively. And I was like, thank you for that. That didn't answer my question at all. <laughs> but that that's the thing is that they were like, well, at the very least, Ginga S is better. And they were right. Ginga S is much better. Yeah, 
again, again, I, I, I give, I say, Ginga S is much better, but do not go into it expecting an amazing show. It's go in expecting in comparison, but it's also not not that great. Super great on its own. It's not bad. It's just it's fine. I, I would say, if you've had enough of white bread and butter. The Ginga S at least puts some cinnamon, maybe an egg next to it. They, they toast the bread first, at the very least. Yeah, they toast the bread. Who the fuck eats bread without fucking, like, toasting it and I know butter people on it? That's who gross. Eat buttered bread that isn't toasted. It's weird. They're weirdos. That's nasty. Even when I eat untoasted bread, I at least put something that isn't butter on there. Because that's fucking weird. Fucking you're just going to eat cold butter, you fucking mongrel. Also, can I just add? I don't know why it just took me so long to to talk about this, but why is it always chess with the fucking villains? Every every evil because, villain because always chess, it's always chess. Because chess makes people look smart, and also, what the fuck are you gonna make a chess? Try making a fucking villainous plan out of checkers. Do you even know how to I play know. checkers? What about fucking what about fucking Jenga? Fuck Jenga. That's evil. <laughs> God, I want to I want to see a villain who makes all these villainous motives like uh not motives metaphors <laughs> about Jenga. It's like uh, you're the bottom left piece of this whole plan. <laughs> you're the foundation that I will remove. Uh, maybe, and then maybe like at like, the end, and then like at the end where it's like my plan is complete, the Jenga tower just falls apart. Maybe he's just an <laughs> evil architect. I don't know. <laughs> it just tur- it just turns out he was really pissed off that they took away his fucking union compensation. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's not a villain at that point. Then I'm on his side. <laughs> They're just like like they he explained it's like oh yeah I, I was here because you know they they took away my benefits I need my dental insurance back and then the hero's just like oh that's it man Ultraman just feels like a real dick. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be amazing. Can we have that? It's just like, uh, <laughs> but like you, you, you kind of like foreshadow it, but like having like a piece in the back of its head kind of look like a workman's hat and you just kind of think, oh, this is part of the costume. <laughs> it's like, oh no, it turns white at the end and he puts it on with the fucking like little towel and shit. He goes, <laughs> oh my God, that would be the greatest fucking thing ever. Uh, I oh, I love it. Now. <laughs> Dude, if Ultraman did this, I think I would actually stop watching Ryder for just that one season because I'm like, I need to know what's happening with fucking workers' compensation Ultraman over here. Oh, that would be beautiful. <laughs> Holy oh. shit. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sad we're never going to get that show. No, it's, it's probably t- not. Uh, we could oh, make it. We could make our own, but it, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the same. We can call it uh, Man Ultra. Construction <laughs> compensation. Uh, <laughs> that would be beautiful. It would oh be. fuck, dude, fuck! <laughs> now I'm just thinking of like all the episodes you could do with that, <laughs> just like to like lead up to the twist, <laughs> to like lead up to the twist. Uh, <laughs> huh? That's so weird. It's why did they send? Why did they send a monster who's a dentist against us? <laughs> he didn't even take my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, 
God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I think that's I think that's when you know the episode's over, is that when we run out of things to talk about, we just start talking about dumb shit. Uh Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea where that came from, but I want it. Now. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was just kind of hoping for the best here. Oh, oh fuck. god. Oh, I love, I love, I love Ultraman. I swear. <laughs> fuck you. You love Ultraman, uh, and you've only seen two shows. Yeah, and one of them was boring as fuck. All right, so, and the other one was written by fucking Vince Russo. <laughs> Ah, oh, dude. Uh, okay. So, well, let's let's actually do the wheel now. Well, I, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because I know I'm going to jinx it. Oh, no. It's fucking Ma- Cosmos. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Now I can talk about Cosmos and how he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. That happened. I know. It's just... <laughs> Fuck. They caught me off guard. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Alright. Oh. <laughs> Let's spin, spin, spin as it t- I should I should preface it. Uh next week or actually we might actually just make it a telebicoon, I'm not sure. We are doing uh actually should we just make uh Zio a telebicoon? Because I don't think it's gonna be enough for an entire episode. Yeah, probably. I'd say we can do it uh separate time. <laughs> Alright, so next week you're going to get two-ish contents on Podbean, the Telebicoon for over Quartzer, because that got subbed apparently, that I didn't, I didn't know of, and this week's episode, which is... Tokusatsu ga 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 Yes! I fucking love the idea of the show, and I'm so this happy, show and I want to watch so it. show is so good. Oh my god. I can't believe I got it. Is it? Now I'm really excited. It's really great. It's really, really great. <laughs> now I'm excited, and I need this, and I want to see it, and I and I can't wait because how how do you fuck how do you fuck up this how do you fuck this up you can't it's it's impossible yeah all right so with that being said and fucking after workers comp Ultraman came out of our fucking systems from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's all we can say about Ultraman Ginga is just eight. So with that being said, as always, I made you that Jay. Good night, as always. If you like what you heard, please give us a follow on Podbean, and if you want to go into the Discord, the Discord link is down below. And with that being said, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.